hey, so, you know, blah. <laughs> Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. This is Liliana from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm currently employed, but last week I got a new job offer. The new job offer stands top choice due to being fully remote and having more flexibility. But would it be unprofessional to reach out to my current company to ask them for a counteroffer? I've never been in this situation before, so would greatly appreciate any and all input. Liliana. This is amazing. Oh, we love this. Yeah. Getting a new job offer while you have a job, the counter offer situation. Mm-hmm. We love the opportunity. We love all of it. And I like, I think that there should be more instances of people negotiating between their current employer and new employer because it tells me you're doing it right. You're not quitting your job until you have ink signed on the new one. That's right. right. But also like it strikes the fear of God back in the heart of managers. Like, like you guys, you have to keep upping the ante in order to keep your employees in their place. It's part of company retention. Yeah. Like you've invested a lot of money to train them to do the thing, but you have to keep appreciating them with yes, money. Yes, exactly. Think God bless. I don't need ice cream. I don't need social. Do I don't pizza? need pizza. Yeah. I don't need any of that bullshit. I want more money in my bank account. I want more pennies. More. Like thousand dollar bills, frankly. Like zeros. Yeah. Yeah. So Liliana, congratulations. Good job. Um, yeah. You've never been in this position before, but so far you're doing fantastic. Your Work Wife is a brand new podcast. As a new podcast, it needs some help. So we want you to send it to your work wife. Send it to someone who needs a work wife. Send it to that one person who like always gets left behind in those sad, sad meetings. Send it to a girl you know who deserves better. Send it to your boss you hate. Maybe they'll quit. Send it to your favorite colleague at the last company you work with. Send it to that person who you left behind. Send it to any of your LinkedIn connections who have the hashtag open to work on their profile picture. Yeah, and tell them why that's a bad idea. Send it to any of the 12 million people in this country who are looking for a new job right now. And after you send it to all those people, every single one of them, rate, review, subscribe. Liliana, the short answer is you should absolutely tell your current company that this is happening. If yeah. you can just stay where you are and make more money, I'm assuming nothing bad is happening. I'm assuming you don't want to leave. Like, yeah. If, if you can stay, keep this institutional knowledge, keep on your growth path. If they're willing to work with you and give you a few extra Ks, mm-hmm. great. And there's nothing unprofessional about it. Like at, at the top, like that was the core of your question. Is this unprofessional? Absolutely not. This is the most professional. Like right. this, this will remind your current company that you are a consummate professional and like you're in high demand all the time. And therefore they need to, they need to, you know, frankly, bring more to the table if you're, they're going to keep you, which it's in their best interest to keep you. Right. So we're going to kind of walk through how this should go and how mm-hmm. this could go. Our only advice at the top before we get into it is you just got to have your shit in order. Mm-hmm. Make yourself a one pager, like from top to bottom. This is like the value you bring to the table. This is the money. This is what's going back and forth. Cause you don't want to get yourself twisted in the middle of this. This yeah. is, this is a, you have to know your shit. Yeah. Right? You have to know your value. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is like, you have to be ready to go. Uh-huh. You have to have all of your 
yes. exit strategy, mm-hmm. you know, lined up all of your go bag stuff, all your resume stuff that you need for the future. You need that all in your email inbox. Yes. Cause like goes, goes back to like our, our episodes on quitting. If you had, it sounds like you haven't told your current company this is happening, which is fine. Like totally we, fine. We support that. We can handle it. Which just means you're going to have a few back-to-back hard conversations all at once. <laughs> and the first one is like, hey, I'm contemplating leaving. At that point, you might not get another word out. That's right. That may be your last day. Right. So like you have to get your shit in order in terms of like, yeah, every all the details about this offer and the counter and like what you want, but also like are all your projects wrapped up? Are Is your email signature done? Are like, is your go folder ready to go like (laughs) are you packed up like are your office plants no longer at the office are they at home you know what i mean like don't make it look like you're leaving before you gotta leave but like you should be able to this might be that the conversation you have the day you have the this conversation with your manager might be the last day that you Uh, work here mm -hmm. that's just how it might go yeah down to the hour so gotta have your shit in order All right, so let's take it to that conversation that she needs to have, that Liliana needs to have with her manager. Yeah. Like Vanessa alluded to, it's going to be a couple hard conversations all in one. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I'm uh, looking for a new job. (laughs) I have been looking for a new job and they might ask you why you're leaving and you have to say you have an offer and you have to say I want a counter. (laughs) All of that has to happen. And like, I recommend you treat it like a Band-Aid. Just, you know, have have one tight sentence. Hey, so, you know, blah. <laughs> you know, I like the, you know. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, though, this should be a one-on-one. This cannot be a, like I'm passing you in the hallway. Hey, hey, we need to talk. <laughs> no hard pass. It needs to be in a one-on-one, top of the agenda. If you need to move your one-on-one to kind of the end of the day, where your manager's not rushing out the door, where there's not a big meeting backed up on on the end of it, kind of thing, like just move it like your one-on-one from the end of the week to the beginning of the week. Yes, something like. Pick and choose your time strategically. And like, if you need, if your manager like raises the flag on the changing of the time, she's like, oh, I've got something else going on. And I had a little bit, something more to talk to you about. And so I want to make sure we had enough room for that. Yeah, exactly. And then that sentence might look like is like, hey, manager, I wanted to talk to you. You know, with the upheaval surrounding X, it could be pick, pick something, a new CMO that you don't interact with whatsoever. <laughs> or like just the volatility of the job market or like because my pick one I, I make up a husband every once in a while because my husband is like contemplating moving across the country I've just been you know out here kind of looking around or my favorite one which I regularly screenshot and send to my current manager just to keep him on his toes LinkedIn showed me this job so I just thought I'd apply that's actually good yeah I did that last week it was amazing I was like hey wow <laughs> That's <laughs> highly chaotic energy to bring to the man- manager table. Well, um, so like, but that that's a way to, to, to that's ease true, into though. it, right? Like, that's true. Hey, so LinkedIn just like showed me this job offer a few week, a few months ago, whatever it is. And like, so I thought I'd apply. Well, it ended up that like I got into some interviews with them and, and they made me an offer. That's really beautifully said. Mm-hmm. But like now I'm in the position where like, I'd, I'd rather stay here. Like, cause I like what our team's doing. Make sure you like, more positivity, the better. I'd rather stay here. I love what our team's doing. I love this part of working with you. Butter them up. And then, and like, hey, I'm wondering if they're, if like you guys would be willing to make a counter offer. Beautiful. Say the thing. Say it. Clarity is kindness, period. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Period. Question mark. <laughs> question mark. Period. I don't know. I don't, the punctuation. There is though. a question in there, but say it with confidence. So once you've ripped off that band aid, and like gotten your manager up to speed on your entire life. This conversation could go a couple directions. Exactly. So let's walk through those scenarios. Number one, they can fire you right then and there. Be prepared for that. This could mean 
anything. This could mean a gap in your paycheck. This could mean your office plants die on your desk. So, so be prepared for it. Like go listen to episode 21, two weeks notice. Parentheses, not the movie. Those parentheses. <laughs> and make sure you have all that shit together before you have this. Like, even if it's kind of a rough end, like before you go have this meeting with your manager, do every single one of those bullet points, get it together. That's right. Behind the door number two. (laughs) (laughs) A slightly better option. You could get a counter, but it might take some time. Like your manager might be interested in getting this counter together for you, Mm -hmm. but it might take some time. So you really have to know what the expiry, the expiration date on this new company offer is because that Mm -hmm. timeline might not work out for you. Especially if you're at a bigger company. God, paperwork takes so long to just Uh like move through the system. And like sometimes you only get to talk to the COO once a quarter about raises or whatever. Like you're going to have to have your manager is really going to have to want to fight for you to get this counter offer in order for it to happen in the time it usually takes a, an offer to expire. Sometimes three offers, days. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I've had offers that are like, yeah, get us back in six months. But like in a more competitive market, that offer shorter because they've made that offer to three or four people. Mm-hmm. And now they're like giving everyone the three day deadline. And like the first person back usually gets it. And then they'll kind of send a rejection letter to everybody else. So just because you have an offer in hand doesn't mean you have the job. Well said. So it behooves you. <laughs> thank you, Holland. Yes. To like be on the ball about it. behind door number three, our favorite door, I think. Yeah. This could work out very well for you. Maybe mm-hmm. they're, they're prepared to fast track a counter offer for you. Yeah. It gets you to the number you want to get to. You're able to correspond with the new company's offer, reject that one. And it all works out. Yeah. Um, this is, that would probably be your best outcome that you're interested in. Totally. Diana. And like this, I mean, frankly, this is how the Oilers got to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> say more <laughs> so like my parents at the time were living in Orem, utah and working for my mom worked for word perfect originally Whoa. so she was yeah she's the person who developed word perfect which was infinitely word better than perfect. microsoft word yeah mm. right r.i.p um and then my dad had started in tech, like working at Intel and then has, has, was working for Novell and then Novell bought parts of word perfect. And so they both end up at Novell. Okay. And then like compact came compact based in Houston came and bought parts of Novell, not all of it, but parts of it. Okay. And what they really wanted was a division my mom was in. So they made her an offer to come to compact and she said, that's cute, but I have a husband and a child. So like, they're like, Oh, we can get your reload package. And she's like, okay, cool. But also I have a husband. Who, who has needs a, a job, job uh-huh. whose income you're going to need to replace or Ex- match or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. So she went back to them and she's like, this is what my husband does. Here's his resume. Uh, if you want me, you're going to have to give him a job. <laughs> so badass. I know she's fucking killing it. This is the type of counter offer game we're into. Exactly. So, so they, the recruiter went to work and found him a job and like got him several positions that like he could choose from. Wow. And like he, at first it was going to be a pay cut. And my mom was like, absolutely fucking not. It's a matching salary or nothing. Because they really wanted her. She orchestrated mm. the whole, like she was an architect of the whole situation. Mm. So like they really needed her in order to make part of the acquisition work. Oh. So like she understood her value and she was like, yeah, you're going to pay me a salary and it's going to be increased and you're going to double that by basically giving my husband the same, <laughs> the same salary. <laughs> so yeah, like they went back and forth a few times and like Novell wanted to keep my dad obviously. And so they had to go back, like Novell countered a couple of times with like, no, Craig, we want to keep you. Like we're going right. to offer you more to stay here. And it, it came down to like eventually compact matched both it's of like them. It's like double or nothing. Yeah, no, I it love it. amazing. I was like, okay, we're going to Vegas. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like it's, it was an opportunity definitely to like, use the companies to play off each other, which you can do here. Like Liliana, you're in an incredible position where like there's, we assume there's nothing wrong happening at your current company. We're just curiously looking. So great. If they want to keep you, they'll do what it takes because 
and this is an old stat, so maybe the number has like come up a lot, but like 10 years ago, ugh, I can't believe that's a 10 year ago stat. I need to figure <laughs> this out now. But like last time anybody did the study, it cost the company $55,000 to onboard someone that's on top and above their salary. Every recording. Yes. You ready for this? The Society for Human Resource Management says you can expect anywhere from $7,500 to $28,000 in hard costs to find and onboard a new employee. And that's just the job board fees, the background checks, the new hires training. Soft costs such as loss of productivity can add up to as much as 60% of the total cost to hire. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Uh Uh-huh. It's true. I mean, this person's useless for six months. Yeah. And you're training them like you're high, more more high attention, more high Mm -hmm. touch with that person. Right. And then hopefully they're useful in the next 12. And no one's taking into account the money you lost from the last person leaving already. Right. And the number of hours you've had to pay the manager or someone else to fill that in. So like 55 K is a low number, frankly. They're willing to usually keep good people in place. If you can get that 3K bump, it's a lot cheaper than the 55K. It would be actually replace you. Totally. And maybe it's three or five or 10. Yes. You know? uh-huh. Let's do that. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Welcome to door number three. Which <laughs> yeah, is, we love door number three. We do love door number yeah. three. This is kind of, I mean, in the bigger picture, I think this is definitely a game of like, as you get into it with these counter offers, it's like a game of like, no one to hold them. No one to hold them. <laughs> okay, Kenny Rogers. No, no one, one to hold them. <laughs> Isn't there even a the line about like- The music video is really good. Is it, yeah? It's one shot. What? I know this because I researched it before this episode. I love you. I was like, I love yeah. that this is a pop culture. This is the kind of pop culture you keep your head on. If it's 20 years old, I got you. <laughs> Perfect. You're I've got like old if, and my parents played it on the radio. Then I got you. Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't there even a line in the chorus about like counting your money? See, I don't know that. Oh, well, just watched the video. <laughs> you didn't listen to it. Because I, I feel like I'm not like, good at lyrics. No when to hold them. Da, 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 da. You never count your money, money. when <laughs> you're sitting at the table. <laughs> your time enough for counting when that when grammar though. The, the dealing's, dealing's done. done. Yeah, perfect. That's that's exactly what we're saying. Is like you've got to know. Like you're playing a game here. Yeah, and that's like, what you're doing. At some point, like the other way, I would say this is like, are you getting too big for your britches? Like, mm. what is your actual value? This is when vertical research becomes paramount to your right, life. Like, right. what's the market value? Am I in the upper range of that? Have I pushed to the top range of it? Like beyond the point that one, I could grow and two, they're willing to play ball, right? Right. Um, they start thinking I'm delusional. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> She's not that important. <laughs> totally. That's why episode 57, how to figure out what you're worth is critical. I, I probably listen back to it once a month. It's like one of those things from like move to and keeping up your foundation. Mm-hmm. That's like core because it changes all the time. Yes. That's the thing. It keeps you in check. Like, are you getting too big for your britches or not? Okay. So Liliana, in the course of this negotiation, like while you might be seeking a counteroffer from your first company, there's a reason you started looking. We're assuming to this point that nothing's wrong at the fir- at your current company, but maybe there is. Well, and she points out the new job offer still stands top choice due to being fully remote and having more flexibility. We've given warnings about remoteness. Yes. Episode 89, remote work is detrimental to your career. <laughs> <laughs> Aptly named. Flag on the play, perhaps. Uh-huh. But you got to know what you want. Mm-hmm. And if And if like what is paramount in your life right now is that remote flexibility, then you better be prepared for your current company to offer a counteroffer and you still not take it. Because if you take that counteroffer back to your new company and they don't up the ante, eh, you still better be willing to take it if that's your priority. Like, just make sure that your priority is in order. Like, 
Well, I said the top of the episode, get a one pager for yourself. What mm-hmm. is my, this is how we do these episodes. What is my North star? What is the one thing <laughs> I want you to take away from this? Right. And if the one thing you want to take away from this like whole situation is more flexibility and remote work, then you're taking the new job period. It's, it behooves you. God, why am I stealing your word this entire episode? I love this word to do your due diligence and do at least play the game of the counter offer. Right. Totally. But it, you have, you should, you, you have should. to, but understand that like maybe that, maybe that bump from your current company is not enough to stay because it doesn't afford you the lifestyle that you need at this point in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe the com- the new company, that lifestyle change is worth the lack of a bump. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it just depends on like what you want in your particular time in life. Like what are the demands in your time? Yeah. For, for example, Holland is in massive growth mode in her career. You, you have all of your systems in place where you can do that. Mm-hmm. I am in a fucking plateau job, which I love. I should not call it a fucking, like it is the most amazing plateau job I could ever have because I have so many other demands on my time. Right. And I, I need it to just stay over there in the 25% box and call it a day. Right. If that's what you need right now, then, then that's make, what you need right now. Yeah. Period. And keep the main thing, the main thing, and make the decision based on that. Mm-hmm. So that's door number four. <laughs> like, like, uh, how many doors are in this fucking house? Just four. Just four. Okay, okay. There's four doors in this room, first of all. Fair. Okay. Listen, this room, if I were to design this apartment, I would have made a few more pocket doors out of our lives. So if all goes according to plan, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what door number we're on, but, <laughs> and your current company gives you that counter offer, how should Liliana get that to the new company? Mm, solid question. It's clean and simple. It's just, uh, hey, I went back to talk to my employer about how much time they would need for me before I could give you I a start notice, date. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like whether in two weeks or a week or whatever. And they, they actually gave me a counter offer. Do you mind if I send you that information and we can maybe have a conversation about it? Love that. Um, and that that's worth a phone call to your recruiter because at this point you're probably done with the recruiter. Yeah. So it's worth a phone call to the recruiter and just like, hey, da, 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 da. And then you email it to them so you have a paper trail. And frankly, in the really perfect scenario, <laughs> this may go back and forth a few times and eventually someone will top out, right? It's like at that point you'll take, this will go back and forth <laughs> and then you'll take the final offer to, you know, your current company, if, if it's the new company that tops out, you know, your final company will say, we can't match that. That's, that's what it'll come down to. They'll say something like, that's an incredible offer. It's an incredible opportunity for you. At this point, we think you should take it and they yeah, won't, that's right. they won't provide a counter. That's how you'll know. Yeah. So, so keep, your keep decision going. might be made for you. That's, yeah. that's the trick there is like, if you get them going against each other, you're giving up a little less power. If you don't stop sure. the process yourself at some point. Sure. You know, you have said to us, I know which offer stands top choice mm-hmm. and any amount of money more is great. Yeah. But it's just like a little game that you have to play. Yeah, totally. You have to balance that. Like how much more money do I want? Which always take it. Take it. But like, you really need to ask yourself, like, at this price, am I happy with either one of these, no matter which way it goes? Liliana, you have everything you need to, t- to manage yeah. the situation, uh. I think. We, we did have two flags for you. First on the worth of money. How much either of the companies might counter. Yeah, and how, how much is much. like worth it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How much is worth it? Because I... I feel like, you know, in our heads, we get kind of excited about these 10, things. 20, 30 K. Amazing. <laughs> they're going to give me a 50 K bump. But I think yes, if they're doing that, please call me. I, oh, I would need to know who you're working yeah. for. <laughs> what are they doing and who are they funded by? And when are they running out of money? <laughs> Those are the questions I have. She's been burned by VCs before. Can you tell? <laughs> Red flag. Um, our note for you, Liliana here is like, even like three K is Even worth, 1K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's worth 
taking. Because mm-hmm. it's what, half an hour of your time right now back and forth for a couple of days, like versus like if you get an extra 1K, 3K, whatever, that compounds every year for here on out. And like, and after a certain point in a company, all your raises are percentage based. Right. So the higher you start with the number, like sometimes your negotiation from the outside to the inside. So right now is the only time you'll be dealing with dollars in terms of raises. Everything after that may be percentages, which is how the wage gap stays stays a gap is because men tend to start and negotiate higher. They get more aggressive in mm-hmm. their, in their negotiation. So they start at a 70 K where you're starting at a 65 K. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you negotiate yourself to a 68 K, then you've started closing that gap. And then you, you push for higher percentages. Like I want a 5% raise. I want a 10% raise. I want a 15% raise where, where like home slice Chad MBA boy <laughs> is, is happy with this 3% inflation raise. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so even if it's one K, even if it's two K, even if it's a three K, like, there are people that <laughs> we've run into in the past that have asked us questions that are like, um, should I like, you know, negotiate higher, like higher, like they're offering three K higher. Like, I guess those are the same. I'm like, they're not the same. They're not the same in 10 or 20 or 30 years. Exactly. Look up compounding interest. The other note we have for you is if you're negotiating between two new employers, not one current one new, right. this is not an issue. You're always, you should always be doing this. And we want you to have at least two offers mm-hmm. in play. Yeah. And like you can, like the only weirdness about this situation, Liliana with you is like, you have to now tell your current employer before you're leaving that you want to leave. And in the hopes that you could stay, like that's where it gets weird. Other than that, like if you, let's say these two contract, these two, these two offers came from two companies outside your current company. Mm-hmm. You can also do the same like back and forth with them, mm-hmm. but you just don't have the weirdness of having to talk to your manager about it. So that that's it. Same principles applied. So Liliana, I'm very pleased about this. It's stressful. <laughs> uh-huh. This is probably one of the hardest things you'll do, but I th- what I'd love to remind us all of is the way you negotiate now is the way you'll continue to negotiate mm-hmm. and advocate for yourself in whatever role you end up keeping or taking, right? Like all of this is just the beginning or the continuation of a negotiation process that should continue throughout your career in that company. And the number one meeting you have in your new company is with your manager and it's a one-on-one. And your first question is, where's my raise? You got it. Got a question for ask your work wife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. Say it with confidence. To bring back the interrobang. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Define interrobang. It is a combination of a exclamation point with the bang and an interrogative, the question mark. Mm-hmm. And so it's one point at the bottom and says shares two. the dot at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. And then it has like this really beautiful, uh huh. And the only reason it ever got taken out of English punctuation because the goddamn keyboard rude. But now that we've reconfigured the keyboards, I don't know why we're still fucking with a QWERTY. So put the interrobang back. That's all I'm asking. This team is interrobang. This is, <laughs> I need that on a shirt. Hashtag team. Imper- <laughs> I can't even say it. Interrobang. Hashtag team interrobang. Hashtag team interrobang.